Happy Hump Day, everybody, and welcome back to Round Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler. How about them Phillies? How about them Phillies? Yeah, I'm just going to keep betting the series price on the Phillies because you told me to, and uh, we're 1-0 and on those, and I'm sitting in, a, in the catbird seat here with a a it's not really clv uh, we need a better way to describe a future bet equity future bets yeah like when you know you you you've accrued equity on a position um so the positive yeah. equity instead of negative yeah, equity I guess. yeah we have po- yeah because i have plenty of negative equity on some future bets i bet dennis allen to be the nfl coach of the year guess what yeah that ain't happening it just ain't. There's like uh, it's a list of three people at this point, and he's not on that list. So, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll move on. It's it's one of those things where you make some bets, you make some good bets, you make some bad bets, you create yourself well, a portfolio, and you hope uh, you hope some of them turn out all right. But it's gonna be a fun week. It is fun, even though I didn't really bet. It's October. I just, took, I just took some futures, you know, on some series. I didn't really bet in game. I almost live bet. Um, the over in the Astros game, and it was 13. Mm. And I looked later, I'm like, I, I pulled up the game late. I'm like, oh, shit, it's only 12. And then, of course, the, the three-run jack to go over. I'm like, oh, I would have won. But um, stayed away from baseball because I leave that to smarter men than myself. <clears throat> and I'm concentrating. I have to be a little bit ahead of the game this week. Uh, golf starts in like 10 hours, man. Zozo, baby. a little bit of a hyperbole, but... It's not that far off. If you play DFS, if you bet golf, if you want to bet my golf with me, if you want to play anything on tournament, realize it is in Japan. This shit starts at like probably 3 a.m. Eastern time. It is not last week where you had until 10 in the morning. It is starting a lot earlier. So you do have to get your shit together on golf, and that includes me. So I couldn't drag my feet as much as sometimes I do during, especially during the NFL season here. I had to put together a bunch of bets. I'm finishing up my matchup bets and then I'll move on to my round one matchup bets. But I do have all my outrights and I wanted to talk about one of my favorites. And I'm going to talk about it because it's not usual <clears throat> for me. I it's usually, a low number. Yeah, I usually skip over, oh, you, I don't know, like the first eight guys. The last time I bet a favorite uh, or near the top was John Rahm in Mexico. And I, I parlayed it with like baseball. Yes. Bets. I remember, I remember that. that. Just to get it off of a, just to get it off the terrible get, number. Get to double it digits. Like, it was like five to one. He ended up winning. That was actually a nice little hit. But Sung J, <clears throat> Sung J M, Sung J him. He is now my profile picture, but mm. 11 to one. If you can find 10 to one or better. I think this is a good price. Some of the other favorites, I, I mean, Morikawa's great, but I'm not sure he's super focused. Um, Matsuyama is possibly injured. He pulled out of the Pro-Am. There's a lot of other big names here, but Sungjae is playing the best out of anybody. He's actually been playing golf, and he his form is just electric. He didn't play well at the Open, <clears throat> which is not a course where I'm, I'm sure, I'm super sure he was like, you know, set up to play well, but in the last six events, his last, his worst finish is 15th with three runner ups. He's an elite tee to green guy, which we need here in this tight tree lined forest of a course. 
and he possesses the driving accuracy to put himself in good position for nice second shots to score here. Looks like the weather is going to be okay. Possible rain this weekend. Going to be a soft course, going to play a little longer. But I think he'll be throwing darts for this second shots. And I like Sung JM quite a bit at uh, at the current prices. Try not to go. I wouldn't be betting him if it gets back down under 10. But try to find a 10. I think Caesars, which is not something I you know have access to unless I ask someone to bet for me or or end up driving to a different damn state. But Caesars may have had a 12 to one yesterday, which is an incredible number on him. I make this a little shorter. And then a uh, quick tournament matchup. I'm looking at a lot of dogs in the tournament matchups. I don't mind distance here, but I do think the bomber group is going to get a little too much respect. I really, really, really am going to be valuing accuracy over uh over bombing and Wyndham this is just a Wyndham Clark fade. Wyndham Clark hits the piss out of the ball. His average is like 320, which is pretty damn good. I think the uh, PGA average sits just a shade over 300, like 304, 305, something like that. So he's well above average off the tee, but his driving accuracy is poo-poo. I mean, it is very low for uh somebody of his, I don't know, stature who's playing, you know, full full events constantly. And if you look at some of the pictures of this course, it's not just like, oh, you're going to end up on a berm or the rough is a little long. You're going to be out in the woods, like trees in front of you where you're just glad if you're the caddy that you're not caddying for Spieth at that point because he's going to try to hit the green from there and have a tree come back at him. So I, I really don't like Wyndham Clark here. Strillman's a guy I've backed quite a bit. Um, current form is okay. He's 24th at Sanderson, 20th at Shriners. Those aren't the strength of the field that we're going to see here. But he is, uh, is a shorter hitter, but incredible driving accuracy. Nice screens and regulation numbers. And, and he's not much in the putters. Not much with the putter, but it's not going to be a putting contest. So love this dog price. This was at Bookmaker Chris. One of my favorite looks of the week. Strailman over Clark. Plus 130. Silly ass number, in my opinion. Andy versus Chris. I love this. <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll I'm see. afraid. Uh, uh, we'll uh, see. They, they we'll... take my lunch money every time. Yeah, we'll see how it. We'll see Just how it moves. They're they're one of the last to market for uh, the matchups as far as the books that I actually look at. So it's yeah. always interesting to see where where these open up. And yeah, it is. Uh, it's still Wyndham Clark minus one sixty three here. So I'm uh. Taking the dog. I like it. Let's do it. I like dogs. I used to bet underdogs. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just into totals now, Andy. I'm just into totals better. You're, you have been heavy in the totals, <laughs> especially the first set. How's that? Do you track by, like, bet type? You ever sit and look at, like, how am I doing on first set totals? Like, I don't yeah. Know. Uh, it seems totals like do well. The totals have been a little bit better. Some of the dogs have been going back and forth. It's it's so up and down in terms of whether I should play the spread or the money line. If I look at certain small periods, it's clearly one or the other over a long period. It seems like playing both makes sense, but it's been a weird week. Again, the tournament includes to a lot of close lines. We're indoors. 
kind of the end of the season hard. A lot of those money lines look right, and they should be sharp. It's the end of the tennis season. You've got a year's good worth of data here. It's a comfortable travel spot. And then San Diego, kind of the exact opposite. Um, don't remember this tournament happening before for the women. Maybe it's a smaller event in previous years that I just missed. But again, everybody this week coming off you know a month or so hiatus since the U.S. Open or having traveled from literally the other side of the world. So um, just kind of a goofy tournament. But yeah, totals have been good, so let's keep it going. Um, another total on a win total Wednesday, which we'll get to shortly, but, um, Cluj Napoca again, indoor hard courts. This one gets underway, um, probably at about 40 minutes or so, a little bit after we get done the show, it's next up. The match is currently, um, believe it's still in the first set there in Cluj, but, uh, Nehemiah Rakamova here. thought about playing the Nehemiah spread, maybe putting Nehemiah in a parlay. I think that's not the worst thing in the world, but this under here, I found a 21 and a half as I was poking around later this morning. Um, no way this should be higher than 21, let alone 21 and a half. Um, really big key half game to get on. So if you see 21 and a half minus 15 or better, that's great. 21 at standard juice, less than standard juice, you know, better than minus 110 on the under is a good bet there. Should be a pretty quick kind of blowout match here. And, um, you know, maybe if Nehemiah faults and when she does, he generally loses quickly. So expect Nehemiah to take care of business here 2-0. But just give me the under 21 and a half. And then later this evening, um, this will be this afternoon, I believe, in San Diego. Donna Vekic, Carolina Pliskova. Donna Vekic coming back after kind of a wonky um, previous year and a, a rough start to the season with some injuries and things like that, but really warming herself into shape. Um, we know how much Pliskova loves to serve, doesn't mind kind of serving her way through sets here. Um, looks just like a dynamite spot for a 6-4, maybe a 7-5, even a 7-6 here. One will certainly try to stack up, although those have been a little bit harder to find um, this week. So poke around. I know FanDuel does have them, but don't want to give those out because they're not as at many places as they normally are. So if you can find an over 10 and a half and over 12 and a half, sprinkle a little on each of those, but definitely the over nine and a half, which you should be able to find a couple spots. I know the spots to look. I'm a savvy cat in that regard, but I'll be taking a look at that. And then, yeah, Champions League is back. I've kind of been um, – I've just been donkey betting these. Like, these aren't – I'm not like, deep diving into XG numbers and really evaluating the formations and the uh, XIs and looking at, you know, a lot of things. I've just been wanting to – Name me Champions one player League. on Ajax. Oh God, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. Can you name anyone on Napoli? Oh no! I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at IX's uh, lineup now, seeing if I even recognize. Oh, Berg Bergwin, like Stephen Bergwin. I guess I know that guy. Man, Na even Napoli, like they have a their their center forward is Rasputin Raspadori. I read that wrong. Zelensky, I know a couple. Di Lorenzo in the back line there. I know a couple names. But, yeah, I'm just looking for teams who are racking up goals because I don't want to cheer for unders, and I do bet unders. I remember the Women's World Cup or Euros. I've, I've yeah. had plenty of unders. Oh, there's, World Cup unders are coming, folks. There, there was plenty of, yeah, there's going to be plenty of unders once I bet every single World Cup match. But uh, mostly I just want to cheer for goals. And in this case, I'm even selling a half goal. Napoli is a never God. goes under anyway, right? Well, and not a, it's more of a Napoli play. They're a goddamn <laughs> truck. Um, these two, and the same as what we saw in the last uh, set of matches, 
it was, hey, these are all just rematches. Like, it's almost like a snake draft for play this team, play this team, play this team. All right, play the last team you haven't played in groups, and then we'll come back and just play them again. Like, these teams literally played eight days ago. So, I mean, it's a bunch of rematches again. Napoli won that six to one. Napoli went home to their home domestic league, won four to one. Napoli's offense is crushing people right now. And in the same sense, like Ajax is a, more of an, apparently more of a, an open free flowing kind of team as well. Their last couple matches were very similar um, in group play so far in the standings. Napoli has scored 13 goals in nine match and three matches. They've given up two. I that's 15 goals. Uh, so that's five a game. Ajax, six goals scored, eight conceded. Um, that's 14. So 30 goals per near between the five or the the three match days. This is three and a quarter. That's I sold it up to three and a half. I'm just like, I'm banking on, you know, past results being indicative of future um, outcomes. So Ajax. What was the three and a quarter price? Yeah. Uh, just well, like normal, like normal juice. Minus, minus 110. Yeah, 110, 115. So I, I sold this out. Bavada, if you go to Bavada or even, you know, most of these legal books now, that's just like every alternate spread you want. I will, uh, we have about an hour. I'm going to put together a fun parlay because I've been making these fun parlays and I've hit like two out of 10, which is good because they're all like 15 to one. They're all for small money, but I am, I've been enjoying like, like 15 first- units. I've been betting these first half, uh, just putting together like a, a six-team first half parlay on alternate spreads and totals and things of that nature. So, I will be—I'll uh, be looking at a fun parlay. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that out because it is a fun Champions League DGen day, and that leads us into the day of the week that we love the most here: Win Total Wednesday. We are so bleeping close. Uh, I'm probably gonna watch preseason basketball. Uh, it'll be on the other. It'll be on the other screen because I got to do the deep dive tonight. But Timberwolves will be rolling out the Rudy Gobert's of the world tonight against the Lakers. That'll be a fun one to kind of take in. I don't suppose he's going to get 40 minutes or anything, but it'll be a it'll be a, a fun fun for us. I'm I think I'm ready to love again. I think I'm ready to be a fan of a team. I'm you ready hurt. to be hurt? Just, You're ready to be you hurt. Know, just, I mean, Gary Anderson, Blair Walsh, Favre throwing across his body, the Twins losing 100 straight games to the Yankees, um, Timber, Timberwolves losing to a really good Lakers team the one year they were good. Like, I just had, there's no love in my heart. Like, the last, seriously, the last time a Minnesota team did something right was probably like Tom Lehman winning the British Open for us. It's been a while. The Twins World Series was in 1991. I'm trying to think who they beat that year. It was a bad team, bad franchise, I'm sure. It's your daughter. She's inspired you and taught you how to love again and to be open. She's really changed you. Yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, get hurt again by these Timberwolves, but I'm all in. <laughs> so it's going to be a fun year. And uh, not the team we'll talk about today. You have an over for a, uh, a team that's – you know what? They've acquired some good young players. Is that what we're after? Is it? I didn't really look at their other off-season moves. Maybe you could fill me in a little on what they've done up in Motown this year. 
it's been a really nice offseason, like you said, kind of shed some players that were more problematic veterans at this point. Jeremy Grant is not going to be in there trying to take possessions away from Kate Cunningham. Um, Kelly Olenek is going to go and be useful on a team, you know, that could use a veteran like him. But you look at some of the additions. I loved picking Utah's pocket and getting Boyan Bogdanovich. He is the perfect three-point shooter to put in this lineup with Kate Cunningham and these guards. Um, being able to draft Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran is going to be a solid player. Um, just really, really like what the Detroit Pistons have done. And you sort of combine that, Andy, with the idea that we're going to have some of these teams tanking hard. There is going to be four, six, maybe even eight teams that are actively working as hard as they can to lose games. I think it's going to make um, the Sixers teams from the early 2000s that before they got in beat look just like nothing. It's going to be incredible to watch what Oklahoma City and stuff's going to do. I'm curious to see how long SGA is going to be out, but not the Pistons. They got their number one pick last year, Kate Cunningham. Not that they would mind having uh, Vic or Scoot Henderson there, um, but I think this is a team that is finally starting to take some step forward, that is ready for that point where they look at the roster. We filled it up with young talent. We've got what we think is a superstar again. Um, when it comes to Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bay looks really, really good. Jaden Ivey um, could be one of the most underrated players coming out of the draft. There was a chance he went number two, honestly. Oklahoma City was, I think, between him and Chet Holmgren, as we discussed. So some really quality guard play there. Um, like what they did in the back end of the roster, Marvin Bagley, that was a really sneaky move to get him out of Sacramento. Um, honestly, I don't know anybody that would be happy about living in Detroit, but leaving the Sacramento Kings has to be a good thing. So he's feeling good. The roster looks good. And I don't expect him to tank. I think this is going to be a team that's going to beat up on all these tanking teams that is really going to push, um, you know, some of these mid-level teams. I'm curious to see what Washington does. Uh, we've got a Washington Wizards under our, already here. And part of my reasoning for that simply is that I think the Wizards are bad. And I think they're one of those teams that once it becomes bad are going to just start tearing things down. Um, basically try to do what kind of Indiana did last year and set themselves up for. But um, again, Orlando and Detroit, the two worst teams in the East last year, really optimistic about both of them finally trying to kind of put these young players out and really doing something again, beating up on Indiana, Washington, Charlotte. Um, you know, if the Brooklyn Nets aren't totally locked in, if the Hawks even pick up a couple injuries here, um, what I think is going to be a really rough Miami Heat team has a chance to lose these guys. It's just, it's going to be a young team. It's got some depth. It's got some talent. They're competing every night. I have them at at least 32 wins here and much higher on some ends. So might even look to do some alt win total overs as those open up the next couple of days. Well, that's an interesting point on the tanking teams. Like if you're tanking and you have to do it in a, you know, a kind of a surreptitious way and, you know, put on a brave face and say, we're trying, like you don't rest players against, you know, the, the Warriors, you don't rest players against the Celtics. Like if you're Charlotte, if you're Indiana, if you're Washington, you're a bad team, you're probably going to lose those games just on your own merits. But the ones you're worried about are those teams that are your peers or just a little bit better than you. Maybe you're hosting Detroit. Like that's a good time. You know, like, I don't know if Mr. Ball's quite ready to play. I think he's maybe still injured if you're Charlotte and maybe he sits out this game as a little bit of load management just to make sure we don't sneak one out here, make sure we get some more lottery balls. So that's kind of interesting. Like if there is someone in that lower tier of teams that has a, a chance to you know, uh, probably if they're, you know, if they're shooting for a mid thirties, like they're not that far out of a, they're not that far out of a play in game. Like who was the worst record in a, in a play in game last year? 
So um, you have to go to the Western Conference. The Spurs were 34 and 48 and snuck into the 10 spot there. In the East, a little bit better. You had to have a winning record to get in the play in there. But uh, yeah, if you can make the mid 30s or push to that high 30 number with you know the amount of teams. And again, I look through in the Western Conference. Houston is not going to tank, but you know we'll kind of see. I think they're just going to be bad anyway. The Thunder are tanking. We know Utah is going to tank. I think Portland, if that starts slowly, that's an immediate teardown. The Spurs are absolutely going to tank as hard as they possibly can. It's going to be just like the Duncan season there. The Magic and the Pistons, again, I expect them to compete. The Pacers are going to trade anything with a, that moves and looks even remotely useful um, at any point. I think the Wizards have a chance to tank. The Hornets looks like they're setting up. So, you know, again, that's six, seven teams I just ripped off there, and more could come if, you know, things don't start right for some of these teams. Yeah, let's go. And I will point out the WTA San Diego Open has, I mean, it's like, I'm trying to think of a more meteoric rise. Like it is like Webinaya or what I still can't say his name. Where it's just like, holy shit, this I don't is even a, try. I, I need to try, listen to somebody say it. Th- yeah, th- this was this was like a honestly, not even a premier event. Webinyama. Eight eight years ago. And what happened was the Asian swing, which was this time of year, really got bleeped by COVID. So they bumped a, a shitty 125 Put up. That in Peng Shui. Yeah, then that that didn't hurt, but they <laughs> They bumped a 125 up to a 250, and now it got bumped up to a 500. In 2015, this was a 125. Uh, what a rise. This is a WT 500 event that a guy who handicaps tennis pretty hard is like, I'm not even sure how long they've been having this one. This is, <laughs> this is wild. This just came out of goddamn nowhere. All But to be fair, nice event. Like, it's not a bad spot to be. San Diego's nice, especially later in the season. When it's a, a little cooler, the weather's always just nice there. So I stand for the WTA uh, 500 event that's held down there in Southern California slash Northern Tijuana. And if you do too, hit a thumbs up on the way out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Subscribe numbers are doing really well right now. I'd like to keep that rolling. Help us out with that. Follow Alex on Twitter at underscore noops for more pearls of wisdom as the NBA season goes on. And We'll catch you guys here tomorrow for a uh, Thursday. Tomorrow will be Thursday.